Welcome to Duct Tape and Paper Clips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. We sure are. And right now we are breaking down season two, episode 13. Title of that episode is Soft Touch. Soft Touch, for no reason that I could discern. Um, we're going to find out how it holds up, um, but first let's catch up a little. Annie, I feel like we should start our catch up today by acknowledging that the new MacGyver reboot has been canceled. Wah, wah. It has. It has. <laughs> there have been some, a lot of like varied uh, reactions to this that I yes. have seen online. Um, yes. I follow some of the writers of the reboot on Twitter and mm. I have seen like the morning of the show. And then of course, like the diehards who like weren't as into the new show um, have a different take on it. But sure what is it five six seasons that's pretty good yeah. end of the fifth season uh is the end of the show and you know we barely knew ye <laughs> um, yeah. we we've watched I mean, the we pilot barely so far knew. <laughs> we you and i basically know nothing about the show but you know what, what that means is that uh you know fewer episodes for us to uh, us to have to cover you know <laughs> when we do our companion podcast the new macgyver i will not be <laughs> you will not I, be joining me we're gonna see what it would take uh pandemic and yeah. like um world disaster wise um for me to do that podcast yeah yeah pandemic was like old macgyver nuclear holocaust would be new macgyver podcast yeah um yeah. i also thought it was interesting one of the reactions was that a diehard uh fan group of the new macgyver sent 157,000 paper clips to cbs in the last 48 hours oh as a way of trying to get them to uh reinstate the show you know uh wish them the best but I got to reiterate, five seasons ain't a bad run. Um, five seasons of this, seven seasons of the original, probably more than anyone expected in either case. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, anyway, what's going on with you? How's how's your week going so far? My week is going good. I am I'm starting to book out some dates for some outdoor stuff that's Dang. happening in May and beyond, and so I need to get my butt on stage to yeah. uh, comedy chops back. Yeah, to to get back in shape. So I'm. Very much ready and excited um, to do that. I went to like a food truck beer garden this weekend, wow. which was my first real outing, like to actually mm. be out and comfortable sitting outside and like, you know, having some food and a drink. And it it just felt amazing. I was so yeah. excited. And, and everyone who was there, you could just feel yeah. <laughs> the, the relief and the energy. That's incredible. Was it like hard to keep uh, from getting like antsy? Like when you're, you know, sitting down without a mask around other people, does it take a minute to get used to or were you just like right into it? You know, I was fine because this was a very distanced uh, situation and like you're really just, you know, I'm talking about a situation where you're with your party. There's no table service happening. It's not like you're coming into contact with people. Um, so, so I, it really took no time at all to just mm. kind of get back into feeling Maybe. good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I have hope in my heart. <laughs> That's great. Yes. What has been going on with you? Uh, well, as of uh, this recording, I have, I'm a week away from being fully vaccinated. Nice. Um, I got my shot. So I'm, <laughs> I just went kind of crazy making appointments because I was like, well, you know, yes. uh, as of this date, I'll be fully vaccinated. And then like two days after that, I booked myself a haircut. because I was like, this is, and then I'll, and then I'll go to the dentist and then like, it'll start to right. feel real because I'll be going other places and seeing other people. Um, yeah. Yes. But I'm excited. I'm, I definitely felt like I too got a haircut and I was like, you know what? Um, we are booking all of this stuff now, um, yeah. that it feels reasonable. Yeah. And I mean, I recognize that these catch-ups are 90% about the pandemic. And I apologize to our listeners because of that. It's uh, it's a little time capsule that we've got going on here. But um, I saw 
some very disappointing and frightening uh, Instagram stories from over the weekend when um, I want to say 200 shirtless college students were at North Beach in Burlington. I saw those photos. With no masks, I, I, yeah, like wrestling I saw those and screaming and, sh- and doing beer funnels and like... And I know that we don't usually talk about like current events, mm-hmm. um, but I do have to call this out because I thought this was the funniest um, headline I have ever seen in my life coming out of Vermont, uh-huh. um, which is that uh, out-of-state college kids were ineligible to get the vaccine in Vermont. Right? Yeah, I read that yeah. and I was like, oh, good thing college students can't get or spread COVID and right. aren't like the biggest <laughs> risk factor for doing that. Um, I was blown away. I know. I, it I is uh, flabbergasting. And and so much of the response in the state has been so good that that just yeah. made that so much that much more puzzling like what what it, are you it doing? felt like it came out of left field and especially because you know I, I thought it was cool that the state, you know, put Vermonters of color, like, totally, uh, you know, yeah. pretty far ahead in the line. So I thought that was great. Um, and so much of like what I think people of color and transplants and like, you know, folks from the refugee resettlement community, so much of like what their perspective has been, has been like, I'm sick of being othered mm-hmm. in Vermont by this right. weird provincial ass mentality of like you are not a Vermonter unless you're you know generations back and so for me like when I saw that headline I was like oh this is the same old like isolationist um, yeah and it's yeah I mean what do you want do you want these thousands of college kids to get in their cars and drive back to Connecticut and New Jersey to get their vaccines and then drive back to Vermont (laughs) spreading it all along the way irresponsible and I saw some responses that like the um the colleges had which were very measured and yeah. they they just said like listen like we canceled a lot of our breaks because we were trying to minimize you yeah. know all these kids traveling around the whole damn place um and now look so, what you've wrought now you've got a yeah. beach full of like yeah. So when I saw that beach full of students, I was just thinking like, and none of them are eligible to get the vaccine. So oh, like, you God. know, this is just a... Uh, yeah, it just, it was a hard thing to watch because it's those kinds of things that it's so easy to look at like throngs of people in Miami Beach and be like, what a bunch of idiots, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, to, and to feel like, oh, Vermonters are basically taking it seriously and stuff. And then to have that, it's just too much. Um, but, you know, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, we're all just so on our last fucking nerve and to see something like that is just come on man we are so fucking close like and you know like i i recognize that i'm now in a phase of my life where when i look at young people acting irresponsibly you know it's like oh i'm an old man now like i'm a fucking kids dude you know like i'm that guy now um but i also like I would like to imagine that, you know, when I was that age acting like an asshole, it wasn't putting, you know, the (laughs) the entire state in a health crisis. Yeah, no, exactly. Like when I was being a dumb, dumb, it was usually just myself that was uh, at risk Um, and not everyone around me. So I don't know if any college students listen to this, but like, Stop being, Stop being silly. A... Like, just <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine that we have a huge college listenership to I don't this think podcast we do either. It's basically just us being grumpy old people yeah. <laughs> every week. So I can't imagine why a young person would want to listen. But right, um, right. but if uh, you are, just hang tight a little bit longer. Um, we're going to get into an episode of MacGyver with our guest. Let's bring in our guest for this episode. Yes, he is an absolutely hilarious comedian. You've seen him on Conan, Inside Amy Schumer, many more. He recently created and starred in the CBC Comedy Humor Resources. Please welcome our pal, the amazing John Doerr. Hi, John. What a lovely introduction. Hello, Nathan. Hello, That's Annie. Humor wow. with a U. Correct. Yes. The the proper British spelling. And uh, it is uh, CBC, our yes. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So, of course, it's... I saw uh, clips of it and I was so entertained. When are we going to get to see it in the States? That's what I want to know. That's a great question. I don't know. We, uh, we're, yeah, we're talking to a few people and see if they'll acquire the show. So we're yeah. waiting to hear. But who knows? It might, may, it may just exist in the pandemic world and, you mm-hmm. know, be forgotten. Uh, but we don't want it to be. So, yeah, we'll know more. I'll I'll just, I'll send you the files. You can watch it if you really okay, want. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> it's yeah. like a bit torrent from the artist himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great. just don't share it in case we sell it to the states. <laughs> right, eh? right. Okay. I could shop it around if you want. Or um, I prefer you didn't. Eh? We got people doing that right now. <laughs> okay. 
I'm hesitant now. I'm hesitant to send it to you. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm, yeah, I'm, Vermont Comedy you, Club launches a streaming service yeah. with this show <laughs> Just only. <this> show. <laughs> Is that for real? Don't do that. Don't okay, do that. Annie, Why would you? Oh, Annie, I'll send it to you, but you got to promise not to send it to Nathan. Oh, I'd be delighted to keep that from Nathan. Do yeah, a great. podcast about humor resources. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just tell people what, just real quick, what the kind of logline is. It's. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, geez, it's hard to explain the show without kind of talking about how it was. Uh, well, we originally thought of the show a couple of years ago, just uh, how funny it would be to if comedians had to report to a human resources manager who could talk about everything from workplace behavior to dress code to appropriate material, uh, incorporating audience opinions uh, and make them valuable, like the customer is always right. Right. <laughs> so we, we just thought it would be impossible to force creative artists to put uh, to put that kind of thinking cap on. Um, so what would be, who would be that character? And so, uh, yeah, that's basically the show. Uh, but so I, I interview a variety of different comedians and we pull from, uh, transcripts of their comedy specials and interactions with, uh, what we call customers, uh, sure. online. And, uh, we look out for problematic, uh, things. Uh, we're not making light <laughs> of genuine problems in the sure. world where this is an idiot fool myself who is, uh, looking for, uh, looking for mistakes where there really aren't any, right. um, and then, yeah, we'll show them clips of their material, et cetera. But it also shows what it's like for me to work from home during a pandemic. So what it's like to, you know, um, my girlfriend's daughter is seven years old, what it's like to homeschool her and also go to work and uh, the struggles of working from home. So, yeah, we have a different theme for every episode, but it's basically interviewing comics. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah they play along and it's really funny. Yeah, the clips I saw were super funny. And of course, your girlfriend's daughter has become a bit of a Instagram yeah. celebrity herself because she's so funny. Oh. Oh, she, yeah, she's hysterical. She is, I'm so lucky to have met her because yeah, she makes me laugh a lot. She is very lovable, but she also does not put up with any nonsense. So she will tell, yeah, yeah, right on. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, And you're currently in a hotel room. You're like on, you're starting to do dates again at actual clubs. How does that feel? Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it feels to me. It feels fine. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll just be blunt and honest. I mean, I'm starting to lose interest in not doing things that I would like to do. So within the confine, like playing by the rules of whatever city's rules are, um, right. uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to do just about anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to travel and stay in a hotel room and go to the show and wear a mask backstage and tell jokes and then go back to the hotel room. And um, yeah. I'm yeah. one of the lucky ones who I live in Alaska. So I was able to get uh, my first shot mm. into my arm because everyone is eligible in Alaska. <laughs> really? Is that, is that right? I was so yeah. jealous when I, I saw that news. I think uh, mm-hmm. you guys were the first state, right? To do that. Well, I, I was surprised. I mean, I looked into it just out of curiosity, like, Oh, I wonder where I would fall mm. um, in terms of uh, eligibility for the shot. And I, I just Googled in the first news story that popped up was yeah. Everyone above the age of 16 is now eligible. So I called, to double check like and yeah the hotline first one ring answered i'm just wondering if i'm eligible yep everyone above 16 is eligible wow. looked online there were hundreds of appointments so yeah i got my wow. first so you injection. called in a human being answered the phone and was just like yeah let me help you keep in mind i live in juno alaska <laughs> so population thirty thousand, and wow. um i feel very lucky that way so i'll go back and get my next shot and then um yeah. Nice. Uh, it doesn't make me a better person for doing, uh, for getting out on the road, but um, I think I may not be a better person. I think I've come to terms <laughs> with that. Um, I, I think that's a good realization. Yeah, I've learned a lot about myself, and um, I'm okay with not being all that great. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all learned a lot in the last year about ourselves? I don't know. Too much. I don't maybe, know. Much. <laughs> maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. Um, yeah. Who knows? I know one thing's for sure. Um, the two of you uh, suggested I watch an amazing hour of television. Well, <laughs> 44 minutes of television. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was steering it into the topic. I, I apologize. No, that's great. I, I actually wanted to ask you uh, if this was a show that you had ever watched or was there other shit that you watched as a kid? Uh, what I, was, what I, was your jam? I barely remember MacGyver. I mean, really? I knew the concept of it. It definitely wasn't a stable. I've def- definitely Knight Rider, Dukes of mm-hmm. Hazard, that type of thing on a Friday yeah. night. I think those were Friday night shows, maybe Saturday. Uh, but yeah, those are the shows that I remember. I barely remember MacGyver. I knew the concept because I knew it was the guy who makes you know, something out of nothing, uh, yeah. given his knowledge of chemistry, et cetera. Um, and so I knew the theme, 
Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't really, I don't, I don't remember it, but it definitely feels just like all of those shows from its time. So yeah, 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 yeah. very similar in tone. Um, it, it surprises me because like uh, this particular episode we made you watch was set, is set in LA, but the next season they moved the whole operation to Vancouver and they shoot there for oh. the next five years or something. So I don't know if that made any difference to like it, oh, interesting. you know, I, I've, I've met a few Canadians who have, who watched it as a kid. So it must've been up there, but just in. Oh no, it was definitely rotation. on up there. Oh yeah. no, for sure. I mean, who knows? Was I at Cub Scouts that night? I don't know. <laughs> when did it air? Was it a Friday night thing? Who knows? Sunday, it was we... Sunday, okay. Monday, Wednesday, depending on where you were. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I don't. Uh, wait a minute. So when they moved the set to Vancouver, was it, it wasn't set in Vancouver though. Like, was it doubling as Los Angeles? Could it I, double as Los like, Angeles? Like, because this is the first time I've watched it since I'm 10 years old. I don't know. I literally don't know. I remember okay. he lived on a houseboat. Um, (laughs) and that was the cool guy thing, but I don't remember if they said he's in Vancouver or if they just pretended he was in like Northern California or something, but there's no way they said he was in Vancouver. No, there's no way. Yeah. No, impossible. Why would, why would that be the cool location? Right? Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, Well, I mean, I think it would be interesting, but there's no way an American show would try to appeal to its mass audience. I think by saying it's set in Vancouver with local references. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, we're going down to Stanley Park, eh? We all know Stanley Park. <laughs> I mean, I Park. love the idea of the character of MacGyver relocating from L.A. to yeah. Vancouver as a human being and that being the direction the show took. But yeah, I just, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but that would be great. You're right, because, yeah, to, immig- to emigrate to Canada and that whole process, why is he needed in Canada? Right. He's exactly. trying to thwart a terrorist group there. It would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. he get an employment sponsor to for yeah. his citizenship stuff? Like, is it even... Yeah. Did he pass yeah. the test? Yeah. The fishing industry, the Atlantic salmon <laughs> fishing industry, Atlantic salmon, Pacific salmon, I guess. Is there Atlantic salmon? Yeah, sure. Be. I know very little about anything. I mean, as you saw in this episode, this is a very pro-American show. So I don't think he would be caught dead, you know, uh, mm. defending the rights of Canadians. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I'm not going to hold this up any longer. I want to talk about this episode. So um, uh, before we do that, we usually get Annie to read a summary of the episode for anybody who might uh, need a little refresher. Uh, so Annie, you want to read us a summary of I would Soft be Touch. delighted. <laughs> okay, great. So... MacGyver sneaks into Russia, remember that from the beginning of the episode, and helps a political prisoner, Yuri Dmitri, defect to America. He returns home to find an old friend, nightclub singer Penny Parker, camping out in his apartment. When Penny delivers a singing telegram to the wrong house, she discovers a man being tortured and narrowly escapes with her life. Penny enlists MacGyver's help to track the bad guys who we learn are plotting to assassinate a Colombian leader by voice-activated wheelchair bomb. Villains eventually abduct Penny and Yuri, who has adopted the American name Biff by this point, and lock them in a walk-in freezer. MacGyver rescues them, and the three arrive at City Hall just in time to thwart the assassination attempt and save the day. And that is... That is everything. That is absolutely... (laughs) Everything. Everything you need to know about it. That's that description is beautiful. It's perfect. Well, we we try to make this podcast so that people don't actually have to watch the full episode to get the fun of uh, listening. But um, uh, of course, you get more if you actually watch. You get a lot more. Oh, yeah. You get a lot more plot uh, if you watch this episode. I, I don't know. That's pretty plot. accurate, though. But anyway, where did you get that description from? And is that from the? So this is a description that um, Nathan put together. I have my suspicions as oh. to where he got most of it. Um, but Full disclosure, I I, ta- <laughs> I do like pull a couple of different descriptions and then edit them down into something that like oh. tries well, to get that, everything then, then you've nailed it. Okay, I got it. Because <laughs> I was going to say that gives away everything, but it's also right. very exciting to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it also I, almost makes you want to watch it, right? Well, it, look, it would make me want to watch it. And let's not forget, yeah, it's Siberia, uh, so sure. Russia, yeah. And let's for the it's they do a lot in the first few minutes of the episode, which I love, yeah. uh, to kind of set up what's going to happen. But the very first two words of the voiceover are "Ah, Siberia," <laughs> <laughs> and I was that, that drew me in. I was excited. I like, oh, this could be a, like a little bit better than I remember, or yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't 
get too excited though because we stay there for literally i think yeah. it's two minutes minute, how long minutes? are yeah. we yeah even there right. it's all very uh <laughs> the dialogue is very direct and to the point and they mm-hmm. tell you siberia not a hospitable place for tourism <laughs> and i think they say what do they say it's notorious for political prisoners and nuclear what was the there <laughs> was some sort of nuclear reference I don't know yeah right right um, and but he had to go there to free who's now Biff. <laughs> he was given a name by Penny Parker. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was lots going, but you're in and out of Siberia in no time. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm trying to think why was it so important to have Biff in the storyline? It wasn't. I don't because I I don't yeah. think he did need to be there at all. No, and we really kind of already have the comic relief in the sense that Penny Parker is supposed to be funny. Um, so mm-hmm. it was just like another funny character. The whole thing felt very madcap for a MacGyver episode. Um, and the thing that you might um, probably don't know is that we're seeing now two different people who have been in previous episodes of MacGyver, which is not usual. Like every episode is usually totally different cast. We only have MacGyver popping up in his boss. Uh, every single episode. But this one, Yuri Dimitri was in season one and they just act like that never happened. Like MacGyver oh. doesn't recognize him at the beginning. It's the same actor, but it's, and it's the same name, but it's like a different situation. And then Penny Parker has been in one previous episode as well. So now okay. we're getting like this weird eighties thing where we're like, let's get these people back. And like one of them will pretend like is, wasn't in the last season. And one of them will acknowledge that she was and it was just very strange but right well i was gonna ask that because so you've walked are you going in order by the way okay so so i was gonna ask about penny parker because they have uh, this familiar relationship um Mm -hmm. so uh, like they know each other so i was wondering if she did appear in a previous episode so that answers that yeah but But that's not required in this show he can act like he knows people when they show right. up on his doorstep all the time yeah he does that all the time yeah now does she appear in in other episodes uh, in the future, I think she's in a few I think more. in the yeah. future she okay. does because I believe Richard Dean Anderson and Terry Hatcher are dating at this point, <laughs> uh, like in filming this um, episode of MacGyver or they're going to. So like those two are in a relationship. So she does come back. Oh, Terry um, Hatcher is yeah. in a relationship? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I mean, I don't know why I would know that, but interesting. Okay. Yeah. Annie, this reminded me of the Jack Dalton character in that, like, uh, Richard Dean Anderson is such a uh, chill actor that anytime they can have, like, a kind of hyperactive foil to him, it helps him kind of become more active as an actor. So I think they like to put this Penny Parker character up against MacGyver because it gets him, like, a little less lazy in his acting style. Ooh, what a comment about the acting (laughs) and also what's required of the production engine to get the actor going that they've invested in. (laughs) He's not an excitable guy. In order to bring these lines to life, he needs a foil who's a fool. Oh my goodness. He's not excitable. He is borderline like catatonic (laughs) Catatonic. during these like incredibly stressful situations where- typically a person would react. Yeah. Well, Terry Hatcher is very good in this episode. I mean, what's required of her in this episode. I mean, she's pretty great. And when she has to deliver the news, when she comes, I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, but after she crashes, (laughs) after she enters the wrong house, yeah, (laughs) without looking or opening her eyes with all the confidence in the world and delivers this singing cowgirl telegram (laughs) only to find out she, someone's being tortured in front of her. So she runs out of the house. Uh, good thing she locked that door behind her. Yeah. And then when she comes back and arrives with MacGyver, though, I mean, that performance that she gives when she has to deliver all the information that quickly about what she's just seen, what happened, why the truck is, I mean, that, that was, I'm, I mean, I was very impressed with that, genuinely. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and we've talked before about how, like, this could be a really irritating character, but she somehow makes it palatable to, to, yeah. to watch. It's kind of entertaining to yes. watch. Yes, I was going to say it would be very easy to find Penny Parker annoying, which I do on some level. I mean, yeah. the character is supposed to be annoying, but I find Terry Hatcher so likable that I, I it sort of doesn't bother me that yeah. um, the character is a little bit grating. And I sort of love that she's like stepping into his zone and like ruining his entire apartment, (laughs) taking his car without asking, um, just kind of like turning his life upside down. Like that's kind of a a side of MacGyver that we don't see a lot um, where he's not in control. It's a very playful episode. Not that I know many of the other episodes, but it feels playful and cartoonish and comic book, but maybe that's what it is. Like the stereotypes are big. Uh, not overtly rude or anything, but definitely look at 
I think the way I, I, after watching it, I was, I mean, while I was watching it, just full honesty here, I was, I, it was, I, it was a lot to just plow through it because I could, yeah. I, I didn't want to miss it in case something happened. So I watched the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and in, in the world where you can dial up anything you want, right. I mean, it's hard to watch this, but <laughs> if all you right. had were three yeah, yeah. shows on, right. and one was an, an action adventure style comedy on a whatever Thursday, Friday night, I would definitely sit there and watch it and enjoy yeah. it beginning to end. And it appeals to, you know, it's not, you know, grotesque or anything. It's yeah, like, it right. would appeal to a family, but it has everything. Um, yep, um, yep. It's I got think... guns that they don't really use. <laughs> right. But even at the end, I don't want to ruin it, but I mean, go know. ahead okay, go ahead and ruin it. Well, yeah. I mean, towards the end when they're getting packed into the freezer. Mm -hmm. um, so Penny Parker and Biff get thrown into the freezer, but it's the classic one. Why not just kill them before you put them in the freezer? Exactly. <laughs> They've already shot one guy and put him in there. It really, exactly. yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I, I sort of, um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of like a romance ish thing going on between Yuri slash Biff and yeah. uh, Penny. And I felt like they could have taken that further. I wanted the, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wanted it even more heightened and cheesy with him, like keeping her warm in the freezer type of thing. Yeah. Uh, didn't go far enough. Interesting. Really? Okay. I think he's meant to be really like non-threatening. Yeah. I'm not saying make him like weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Hey, this is the last, this is the, probably the last 15 minutes of our lives. Yeah, they're about to we die. We might as well right. really get to know each other. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I felt oh, like interesting. Um, they could have they could have played that up a little bit more. I, I think mean, they're maybe... telling us he has no shot with her at all. He's very, yeah. I didn't feel that. I felt like she was open to it um, <laughs> and he could have. <laughs> wow. He had an opening there. That's yeah, funny. I watched that through very different glasses, but okay, yeah. <laughs> But possibly, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, he was clearly interested in the idea of her and Americana and Cowboy and Penny Parker. Like everything about her was the American dream that yeah, this right. Russian mm -hmm. prisoner was looking forward to and had heard about women in American movies. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. He met an American movie star right. who was still in character. Right. I agree with you. I, I, I wrote the same thing down that there's so much comedy in this one there, you know, the corned beef sandwich lines and the, and the Biff thing and the fat guy in the garage. And like, there's just so many like farcical moments in this episode. And even I felt like MacGyver was kind of part of an ensemble cast in this episode instead of the star. It felt very like just yeah. a goofy ensemble comedy. Okay, maybe I'm coming in without knowing enough about this TV show because, yeah, yeah if that was the first show I got introduced to, it doesn't feel like MacGyver's in much of it, but it does feel like a departure episode yeah, because no. you don't you don't need the cast of characters. Like you said, you do not need Yuri there at all. Right. He does not serve <laughs> no. the story. He doesn't motivate anything other than it gives MacGyver something to do off the top. It, He's supposed to get him to new. You really don't need him. You absolutely yeah. do not need him. Yeah. I've realized. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, the, pl the plot, he has to, okay. Penny sees the people torturing the guy comes yeah. back to MacGyver. Now they already have his license plate. So they don't even have to go looking for the house. They can track him down if they want. Um, <laughs> but they got the license plate that was made clear, but they do decide to go back, but you're right. They had this comic moment for people who are never going to watch this anyway. Um, <laughs> where they picked the wrong house in suburban, right. you know, Los Angeles. And um, and all the homes do look alike. And she opens the garage door. And yeah, there's some guy in there in a classic, you know, white tank top. <laughs> that was a very strange scene. And I thought, oh, maybe this is what MacGyver does. Is this, is this what it is? <laughs> it was very strange to see them going door to door. Um, yeah. But I sort of loved that line that the husband delivers, which <laughs> yeah. is, hey, you wanted to move to California. And I was like, I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a plausible line of dialogue. And so, she, so, yeah, it's I mean, like wacky, crazy California where people yes. can yeah. breaking into your houses asking right. for that line is for know. a dad in a small town somewhere else in America to chuckle at. You know? Yeah. Y yes. I do want to, like, say that I was really disturbed by the, like, eardrum yeah, torture scene. It like, was very dark. It was darker felt, than usual. 
too too much i didn't mm-hmm. need that level of um especially for such a comic episode for us to go yeah. way darker than we usually do with macgyver it was very upsetting well annie set it up what tell us what because yeah that is it is a weird moment i didn't find it i don't know i find the whole thing so weird i don't know if anything was dark to me it was just it was, weird it felt dark they're playing i wish i could remember the name of the song or or the kind of do you know nathan like no, what song no, all I, all I do know is that the torture device is actually a an EMS VCS3 synthesizer. <laughs> it's literally an analog synthesizer. They probably pulled out of the AV department uh, because who the fuck knows the difference, you know? Yeah. So they're in whatever this house is yeah. um, and they're torturing somebody by playing this music really loud and, um, and, and doing some version of a, a type of torture, which I think is real, which is like this... Um, you know, like sensory overload type of thing, but it blows the guy's eardrums out, which <laughs> is needlessly violent for a show like this. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, I was not into it. Well, yeah. they also say it, which is hilarious. They <laughs> yeah. say They're like, well, what happened? He blew his eardrums out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's innocent and fun. Don't get me wrong. Like there are nights I can turn on, something like that and just totally fall in love with it but yeah. to be forced into it <laughs> i'm so sorry i feel the need to apologize <laughs> no don't apologize i felt I, I mean i felt like i was hooked up to the uh to the synthesizer <laughs> i felt like i was there with the poor victim in that garage that day right, in suburban right. los angeles oh, but it didn't have to go as far as it did it could have been very easily just like oh he's in pain okay then she or again why in. not just kill the person but again yeah, like again. that's that's yeah. We got all the information out of him we needed. We found out that he, no one else knows about the plot. Right. So, right. yeah, it's, he would have died anyway. He just happened to die. Maybe it was convenient. Maybe it was a choice made in, like, editing the script where it's like we don't have time to, like, mm. take him somewhere else, another location, right, and right. dispose of him. Maybe it's just easier to write him in as dying as a result of the interrogation technique. Right, right. I'm Maybe. trying to get inside the head of the Yeah, writer. we have <laughs> access to one suburban house and yeah. one yeah. office and one freezer, and that's all that, that's yep. all we have. Yeah, if we're gonna spend three days throwing uh, throwing a flare on top of a van in order to follow <laughs> right. it, we're not. We can't sacrifice those days. Right, right. Which does I thought, happen this, in this I thought the same thing about the ending because the ending takes place in City Hall, and usually after they get the bad guy, they would have another like a a little like coda back at MacGyver's apartment or whatever, where you like, you have like the, and instead they just turn around and have it right there in city hall. Like as they're marching the bad guys away, they have their little moment um, with Penny Parker in the city hall. I'm like, Oh, that was also a very economical decision to just like, Hey, let's just have our nice moment here instead of another location. And it's a really weird way to cap again. Maybe it's all weird. I don't know the show well enough, but it's a really (laughs) weird way to end that episode. I mean, I don't know. People have to watch this to understand what we're talking about, but like, (laughs) to have the camera push in as he, he what what was the final wrap up of something like all you really great. all you really all need you, is all, penny parker all you really need is penny parker push yep. in and freeze frame what do you mean all you really need is penny <laughs> parker i mean i sense. guess i guess okay she did alert him that there was a plot going on yeah I don't know. I don't know. It's a very strangely written episode. And I, I don't think I don't think they'd say it's their best. It was probably like, oh, we'll get this one out of the way and then we'll move right. on to the one we really want to make. I yeah. don't know. I feel I do feel like they were honoring contracts with other actors, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I could yeah. have been that that would explain Yuri's presence. Uh, certainly, yeah. if like, let's let's write him into this. Um, I do want to point out that Pete uh, MacGyver's boss toward the end of the episode um, <laughs> takes the bomb I, I guess it's supposed to be a bomb it looks like oh. a small black like it looks like a beeper if yeah. anything um and he just looks at it and then sort of like quizzically presses the button which disables it and like in the universe of like every 80s television show and movie including episodes of this show we've been led to believe that like disarming a bomb is really hard, right? right? Yeah. Like you have to open it up. You have to look at wires. You need mm-hmm. to like have this whole moment. And then to be pulled out of that, to have Pete, <laughs> that piece of shit who I hate, <laughs> just look at that small black box and then press a button. Like, and that's it. That's the climax. While, of the, while the bomb squad is literally standing next to him. Like he could, 
hand it to them or he could say it's all you guys like he has yeah. to be the one to like like a total boob push the button but you could have built an entire scene out of getting okay it's the voice activated bomb will be triggered by it's the colombian drug lord's voice right right mm -hmm. and uh but they could have drawn out that whole scene and mm -hmm. done this magical thing with keeping him quiet while trying to disable the bomb instead of just picking it up turning it off I totally agree with you you could have also gotten rid of the whole yuri storyline and given more time to that but that's what i thought i thought this is where yuri's going to come in he's been in that political prison right. and the information that he gathered from other nuclear scientists or people who have been building like that's the information they're going to need is from right. yuri to disable the bomb because it's the only reason to keep him around right. and they don't no no they uh somehow macgyver knows which speaker wire to pull to <laughs> dis disarm a guy with a gun and yeah. then lasso somebody with the speaker wire just yeah, it's a very it's a very quick ending. It feels very much like, oh, we're out of time. We got to end this. Yes. It's rushed. It felt like it felt like the the Penny Parker and Yuri show. Like it did yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. a departure episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th I thought there's a funny little piece of trivia, which is that uh, I'm a Bond fan as well. And one of the one of the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, Tomorrow Never Dies, has Terry Hatcher in it. But it also has uh, Vincent Chiavelli. Is that his name? The guy from Ghost who's in this? The mm -hmm. tall guy? The tall bad guy? Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know his name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's in everything. He's a character actor who's in everything yeah. in the 80s and 90s. And he uh, actually, you don't see it on screen, but he actually kills Terry Hatcher's character in the Bond movie. Oh, no way. Oh, okay. So, I thought that was a fun little piece. Wait, you don't see it on screen? No, he, he's an evil torture guy. And Bond comes in and uh, she's already dead and he's about to torture Bond, basically. Ah, interesting. Wow. Okay. That's interesting trivia. Yeah, right? <laughs> I did. thought so. Well, that's the I kind did. of thing that would come up. If you... Sorry, Annie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say, I thought it was very um, rigorous of them to do the test on another wheelchair before they sure. knew that they were going to strap the, the bomb <laughs> to a wheelchair at City Hall. So and so they went ahead and were like, you know what? We're doing this right. Yep, uh, we yep. going you have to, have, to have, have a control that has exactly yeah. the same... <laughs> I did enjoy that part, though. You're the right. only attention to detail that I saw this entire episode, which I appreciated. <laughs> we needed to see how violent an explosion this will be in mm -hmm. order to build the drama. And we know the urgency to get there. I thought that was right. great. Give them points. <laughs> absolutely. Something. Yeah, that was the only thing that built the urgency of that yeah. final moment. Um, there were so many other ways that could have been done. but uh, Yeah, it, it was lots of menacing behavior from um, the criminals, like a lot of weird lines and yes. winks and nods to each other like you know getting in as janitors i guess uh the, the dressing as uh yeah custodians and just walking through security as a the security looks through their mop buckets and then a quick <laughs> wink to each other i know i i have i noticed a little quick thing at the very end when they finally grab him uh, they grab the bad guys and they usher them out of the frame it's like a two second shot and the guy who comes in who like the security guy who comes in to grab him grabs the guy and like whips uh, like pulls the fake badge off of him because they're impersonating officers right so they each have these badges <laughs> he like yanks the badge off and then yanks him out of the frame I'm like why do you have to do that like what yeah what? yeah you're, like, you're totally you? right yeah how, how dare you impersonate an officer it's just, that's what, I mean, to me, that's movie making. Like at one right. point, I guess, like someone had to say. A director said that. Yeah. Take his badge off. While writer, he's someone's like, take the badge off. Let's, yeah. he, he has not earned that badge and right. we will show the audience that <laughs> right. he's not only not earned it, he has disrespected what right. it means. Right. I, I also, I write down lines here and there that entertain me. One of them was just like the toxic masculinity of this line was uh, atrocious where the, the bad guy decides he's going to take care of Terry Hatcher's character. Cause he says, she he reminds her of a girl abroad Cleveland. in Cleveland who stood me up once. It'd be a pleasure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh. but I mean, why not? I mean, if you need like extra motivation, it's like, right. she reminds me of someone who fucking, you know, <laughs> got at my, you know, deviant head. Yeah. Right. right. But that was a, an interesting line for sure. But sure. again, for a lighthearted show, what a strange line that survives the script. Right, right. You know? um, yeah, there's some narration that's always fun. Yuri was already making me appreciate how much we take our freedom for granted. I love those kinds of lines. Oh, they have so, to find a moment in the show America. to, Fuck to yeah. hit you on the head with that um, mm -hmm. American <laughs> exceptionalism, Cold War era, like, let's try to shit on um, the <laughs> Russians and communism yep. somehow. It needs to get in. You're right, but maybe that is it. Maybe that's kind of the reason Yuri's there for a little bit of that energy. Yeah. 
But the storyline, yeah, it yeah. really, it's like kind of supposed to, they, the bad guys in the 80s were communists in Russia and drug dealers in Central and South America. Like those are your go-tos. And this yeah. th- this episode couldn't decide what it wanted. It was bookended by Siberia at the beginning and Colombian drug lord, drug lord at the end. Neither one, yeah. one of which really factored in because this whole thing was just really an assassination plot in City Hall. Like that's yeah. the whole, it had no connection to either end, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. N- neither were relevant. Uh, no, you did, no. You could have, yeah. I mean, un- unless those stereotypes were just so reinforced that just the mention it has of to be in, yeah. Colombia or Russian is enough to make people go, that's right. the enemy without thinking. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it, it made me uh, like, so for most of a lot of season one, there was this thing called the opening gambit that Annie laments the loss of, which is <laughs> that there used to be like a five minute action scene at the beginning of every episode that had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Um, and this was the closest we've gotten to that since then. I felt like that whole Siberia yeah. thing was the so Siberia anti- thing was similar. I liked it because I felt that this show is often so slow (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it it takes them forever to get to these major plot points. It was useful to have like this eight minute thing that was at the beginning so that the meat of the episode only needed to be like 30 minutes. Yeah, the way I agree with Annie, I love the opening of this episode. Like, I, like I thought, oh, here, here this is how the you episode the should have been this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got great, like the narration. Ah, oh, Siberia, <laughs> and here we are, and it's known for this. But I got to break this person out, and yeah. I mean, I loved that beginning, and then it just didn't follow the plot for the rest of it. and He wasn't necessary, which is too bad because what a yeah. great beginning. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah. a great little. I loved the fact that every t- like that MacGyver has two lines in Russian and both times he's not looking at the camera when he says them. They're like 80 yard in and they're terrible. I mean, like there is no way this guy sneaks into Russia with the Russian he has. Like, I don't know Russian, but I also I I don't have a grasp on Russian um, like trends and names, but like I question how common of a name Yuri is because they use it for every single fucking Russian character on any media. Um, yeah. And the fact that they go with Yuri Dmitri um, just, <laughs> just like feels first names. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think the Americans uses it. I think Homeland uses it. Anytime you have to have a character that's sort of like a Russian spy character, um, mm. Yuri is a go-to name for some reason. As is Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dimitri for sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, well, thanks so much for making me watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, really. I thought Terry Hatcher is clearly the star of that episode. That's why mm-hmm. I think she was featured there. Um, but yeah, lost a job, lost another job, borrows a car, <laughs> then she gets a job. But are these jobs, were they ever relevant at any point? Like, did no. anyone really bank on a singing telegram? Like, maybe. <laughs> like, in the 80s, was that a thing? I know I they know. exist. They existed, but I've only ever really, like known about them through the lens of shows like this, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's a plot device in in some sitcom. Um, certainly I've never heard of anyone that's received one in real life. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of it before. In Have you guys life. ever gotten a telegram like in your whole life? No? No. no. Like, like uh, uh, <laughs> what do you mean by telegram? Like I think up until... <laughs> Up until maybe the late 80s, you could still get one. And I I think I have a memory when I was a kid of like a telegram coming to our house, like a person coming with a piece of paper that had a message on it. And from who? I don't know. I would have to ask my parents like yeah, ask what the parents. circumstances might have been. Why would I mean that that can't be true, right? I'll, I mean well, I'll someone ask who doesn't have they... someone who doesn't have access to a telephone. Yeah. And you're talking the what, nineteen eighties? It would have been yeah. Well, the mail would take time, but if it yeah. was urgent and it could be printed off, like tell like you could send it by telegram, have it printed off locally and then brought to the house. You could get the message there that day. Yeah. So it's better than mail. But I yeah, don't, I don't know. I could be misremembering this. It could have been just a weird looking piece of mail that my parents lied and said it was a telegram. You know, who knows? I could be. <laughs> very <laughs> Maybe wrong. they were just saying telegram. Yeah. And when it was mail and you're <laughs> like, oh, it's still telegram. using the term telegram. But I can picture it in my head and it looked very official, but I don't know. It looked like an official telegram. Oh yeah. no. Like someone, someone had died at war or like what? No, no, that wouldn't have happened. They would have sent people to the house. So if yeah. we could, uh, se- I wonder if you can send telegrams now, if we could do that, I would do that. 
You would? I would absolutely do that. Send someone. A, how cool would it be to receive a telegram? But what does telegram even century? mean now? <laughs> Can I, I look know. this up real quick? Can I look this up? Do we, <laughs> absolutely. Are you allowed to do I, this on our sure, show? Sure. I don't know. We have so many ways to communicate, right? Like I know. We yeah. have text, yeah. we yeah. have email, we have uh, like Zoom. I don't think we have anything interesting to say as a as species as, and a culture. So that's why I'm yeah. like, I, I don't want to bring back other communication forms. Like, like, what would you send someone? I would hate it so much. <laughs> I agree. With, I, I agree so much. The fact that there's, I mean, I'm done. I got rid of my Facebook, but the fact that I still got to like receive text. Oh yeah. I mean, we've cheapened so all forms of communication to the point where nothing matters anymore, which is the reason I'm nostalgic for an idea that like, this is a serious, you know, like old letters and diaries and shit. Like that was how yeah. people put down their most important thoughts and communicated to oh, each other when it was really mandatory. Yeah. You know? Well, do you do you remember that magazine and then it became a website? It's, maybe it's still around, but Found Magazine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I loved that magazine. I yeah. thought it was so interesting to read into things that people found, like important things that were written. Yep. Anyway, back to this. Here's a quick uh, quick search. Um, and uh, so this is just a Google search. Is yeah. it possible to still send a telegram? Yes, it is still possible to send ah. a personal hand-delivered telegram. They are well aware of their own anachronism. Oh, oh they're, so it's like they're aware that it's anachronistic to do this. Okay. Most people are pretty surprised to learn that telegrams still exist and, in fact, are still pretty widely used in some parts of the world. Okay, possibly. Hmm. Okay, well, I'd have to read more about that, but it sounds like... <laughs> They're aware that uh, this is dated technology, but they're yeah. still doing it. Amazing. Interesting, because there's an audience like people like Nathan. You should send one. Yeah. I mean, That's... you can still send Western Union money to people. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, sense. that I, I have used that um, <laughs> when I was studying uh, <laughs> and lost all of my, uh, lost my debit cards and had to ask my parents yeah. to uh, send me money in a foreign country. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But Western Union makes sense because, I, like, for instance, there's a Venmo right you're familiar mm -hmm. with venmo but yeah. you mm -hmm. can't venmo from the united states to canada right. so if you're in a situation where you need to send money well hey western union's always there for you 24 right. hours a day seven days a week Sponsored western union this podcast when i yeah i, I am sponsored by western union <laughs> and it was nice to throw it that does in there work. Yeah. and you get to see all kinds of places like little uh you know copy shops and internet mm. cafes that shouldn't exist anymore but do because I they're mean, western union only the best clubs. neighborhoods have western, western union. union places in them now i mean only the best <laughs> the very classiest I do, I places i think you can literally get at i i don't know i feel like a staples has like now i, uh, I associate it with like a shitty check cashing place in a strip mall in a bad neighborhood that could be that could yeah. be but um it's it's still needed technology for for some it is okay. required yeah western union my favorite <laughs> when i need to send loved ones money western union it it transcends all different applications that uh, people uh, might have or not have and that's the problem so western union cuts through okay. all that, <laughs> i don't think all of I that think red tape no, Western Union's great and it's wonderful. And when I lived up in Lake Arrowhead, California, there was a Western Union and I'd often use it. I think you're deviating from the script they gave you a little bit. I feels like you're riffing now. No, well, I don't have a script. I don't have a script. I'm I'm, I'm just speaking now right, okay. uh, off the cuff about- no, We're just learning about Western Union. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think your okay. website is westernunion.com. But they're not just, but yeah. I, to be fair though, to Western Union, a great organization when you need to send uh, loved ones money. Um, it's not just weird strip malls. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're everywhere. You just don't have your eye out for them. But, I got um, you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check it Western out. Western Union. <laughs> I think oh, you could shit. more easily wire money than you could send a telegram. Um, I don't know. We might. I might have to find uh, find out how to send a telegram, and I will send you something really dumb um, yeah. via telegram because I don't. That that's the thing. It's like if you're sending something via telegram, I feel like the message itself has to be kind of important, right? Sure. Annie, I am going to send you a telegram notifying uh, notifying you to send uh, to what to send money to Nathan via Western Union. <laughs> oh, perfect! And I'll yeah, put them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, and let's see how long that takes. Okay. Yeah. Great.
don't be surprised if Telegram us it becomes like a part of our outro now. It's just like you can yeah, social Telegram media, us. but also mm-hmm. please, please, listeners, send us a fucking Telegram. That would be great. We should move on to our next segment. Take a break first. Uh, we're going to talk more with John about what he's up to. And uh, uh, we're going to rank this episode on our DTNP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back. Enjoying this podcast? There's lots more you're missing out on. For just a few bucks, you can become a supporter of the Duct Tape and Paperclips Patreon. You'll get access to a special podcast feed with secret bonus content, where Annie and Nathan break down related stuff like the MacGyver Simpsons episode, Richard Dean Anderson's TV movie work, and lots more. At a higher level, you can even join Annie and Nathan in the Zoom when they record their episodes live and meet the comedian guests. And of course, supporters get access to cool merch like stickers, pins, even a custom engraved Swiss Army knife. Sweet! So what are you waiting for? Head over to patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod and join up today. That's patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod. Thanks for your support. Um, we're back with our guest, uh, John, is there anything you want to plug or let people know about where can they find out when you're, when you're going to be where and all that nonsense? Yeah. Well, the world is still crazy and upside down and who knows when things will be worth plugging, but, uh, you can go, you know what people, if they want to visit my Twitter or Instagram, it's at TV's John Dore. That's J O N D O R E T V S John Dore. I usually post about things there. Awesome. Awesome. That's it. Uh, love it. Love it. And I, what, I really... what do you now? What about the two of you, Nathan? Um, <laughs> we have nothing to plug. There's nothing going on yet. Okay. So you're thinking of opening up possibly in the fall, but you're not sure. Correct. Yeah. We're shooting for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. That's great mm-hmm. news to hear. And then what about some outdoor activities? You're not sure. Probably going to do some of this. this uh, my whole goal with the outdoor stuff this summer is not to like try to make money doing comedy outdoors, but to, just do enough stuff to like get people back in shape and feeling comfortable. Do it. Well, I mean, if you do end up paying people, don't forget Western Union is a great way, <laughs> great way to get money. You made to me them. talk for two minutes about that just so you could get that in. Uh, amazing. Maybe, maybe great. not. You I can't. Think t- you can't say for sure. If nothing more, this is proving that you are great with a sponsorship. So if anybody wants to, ideal sponsors for me are Miller Lite, mm-hmm. uh, Western Union, Dockers <laughs> Khaki Pants. Okay. Uh, Costco Canada. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's about it. Those are my top four. Great. When you came to my comedy club, it was in your rider, Miller lights in the green room and a pair of khaki pants. Yes. That's, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And preferably the Miller lights already in the pockets of the pants. Right. If they're flat front, yeah, uh, pleated stain resistant is khaki. Oh, pleated is a huge mistake. That was, I believe that's an error Dockers would admit to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Pleats yeah. are... Are, are they're, they're not required. They're not necessary. They're, I don't know what the advantage is. It was a style right. choice that uh, came and went as it should. Right. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our final um, segment here. It's called It's Classified. That is right. Um, believe it or not, we are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. Uh, so to that end, we are going to rate this episode. John, you're our guest, so you go first. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, our first question is, how exciting did you find this episode? Okay. I'm sorry. I have to clarify, though. I've not seen enough MacGyver True. from that era to, to say whether or not it's good or bad by comparison. So right, right. just out of pure enjoyment. Okay, look it. I have to qualify <laughs> this because... I mean, if I was a kid in the 80s and I was looking up at that TV screen watching this episode, I'd probably be enthralled. I mean, Mm -hmm. certain things wouldn't matter. As a mature uh, Miller Lite drinking adult, Mm -hmm. um, I would have to I'd have to say, yeah, I mean, this is a poor episode. I would give this (laughs) I'd have to give this a 2.5 out of 10. Okay, great. On yeah. on excitement. Okay. It would be a two, yep. uh, but Terry Hatcher's performance was great. And uh, there were some interesting moments, but yeah, it's, it's not good at all. It gets a <laughs> below failing grade. I cannot wait to hear what your score is going to be for the next category. Annie, what do you think about excitement? Well, this is just excitement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. This is just on excitement. I'm sorry, Annie. Can I go back? Oh, yeah, go of back. course. For excitement... No, I'll stay with the 2.5. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't find it to be that exciting, but there are other episodes. I have the benefit of, of seeing other MacGyver episodes that are less exciting than this. Um, so I'm going to say four, four. I think it's a middle of the road episode, middle of the season. Everything's kind of middle of the road. So I'll give it a five. Um, the next question is how well crafted is this episode? This is writing, directing, acting. This is very poor. Yeah. <laughs> the craft, the craftsmanship of this episode is quite poor. Yeah. I'm going to dip below. I mean, it exists and there's, there, I mean, look at things have been done to present images on a screen to human beings. They've accomplished <laughs> that. So it can't be, it can't be a zero, right. but I'm going, I'm going to give it a 1.75. <laughs> okay. So they finished the episode and that gives it a, yeah. a point. There's other moments. I mean, look at there's some audio things that are interesting. I thought the voice interrogate or the uh, the audio interrogation technique was poorly done. Um, mm-hmm. I found it irritating as well. Um, I thought there were yeah things that could have been done a lot better. I mean, a speaker hitting a guy's hand with a gun on a close up. I mean, there's so many things that were just that felt like afterthoughts in this F, uh, episode. So to me, that would fall under craftsmanship, and uh, I would give it a 1.75 out of 10. <laughs> Amazing. Great. What about you, Annie? Um, I feel like I consistently say three in this category <laughs> because it's never that good. Mm. Um, but I I am gonna stay with three because I I enjoyed watching Terry's performance. I felt like I the Penny Parker stuff was fun enough for me to, you know, get on board with some of the slapsticky um, fun aspects. And like, I find Yuri really hot and I really like him. Hot? So, Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh, was into that's it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think, uh, there was stuff to like about this. I hated how plot heavy the whole thing was. It was just nothing but fucking plot. Um, but I did like the fact that MacGyver was like on his heels a little bit and a little exasperated and not totally in control the whole time. I'm going to give it a five also on this because I think it's wow. real middle of the road in terms of wow. quality. So this next category is uh, is one to five, just one to five. Um, how innovative. This is just the MacGyverism shit. The flare on the roof, the oh, magnesium wheel bomb, the speaker thing at the end with the wires, uh, all the shit that he invents. Mm, yeah. I always wonder how they would keep that afloat for I know. episode after episode. <laughs> it really is a season. burden. It's a real burden. Yeah. Once you commit to that, um, <laughs> I mean, look, the magnesium's great. That's what gets satired. Um, and, and for mm-hmm. good reason, you know, yeah. it's a great thing. You get a little bit of knowledge and it's like, just like, just like them old muskets. Is that what he calls yeah, them? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You got to pack them. He goes, although this one, I don't want to fire. I want it to burn. Right. Um, All in narration. So you're, yeah. You're getting a bit of history. You're getting a bit of science. Yep. You're getting, um, I don't know if it was all that innovative, but I mean, Look, there was audio torture techniques as well. <laughs> it's not all on MacGyver. Like, we just talking about MacGyver here? Yeah, I think so. Right his things? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can't be great. Um, but again, it's my first one. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the flare, but it's so totally ridiculous. Yeah. But as far, I give him points for innovative. Like, if you're looking for a thing to do to yeah. trail a car and you're going to watch smoke, the only problem is in LA, the whole sky is smoggy. So I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> also, the van happened to have a just a grate on top of it that you yeah. could chuck it well, into, you know? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, if it didn't, he would have done something else, I'd imagine. Sure. You know, yeah. but this one did have, um, you know, a, a housing for this, uh, <laughs> this flare. Uh, quick thinking. I like the flare. I'll give the flare. The flare kept me interested. So I'm going to give this three out of five. Three out of five. Wow. Annie? Um, I... The magnesium thing is the only one that worked um, for me. I sort of liked how the expansion of the lock, I felt like that is the type of thing as a kid you would watch and you would be like, I want to try to do that, cool. right? I want to kind of see if my science teacher can tell me if magnesium would really do that. Yeah. Um, so I like that kind of stuff um, where we like kind of watch him figure out what's going on in the environment he's in um, and kind of like quick thinking. The flare, I did... No, um, (laughs) the, and I really, I, it's a sticking point, but like how they, um, disabled that bomb, I just found to be really insulting to everybody involved. Um, so (laughs) two. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a better answer. <laughs> I forgot about the bomb disable. Yeah, that was that. That was yeah. They got away with something that they yeah. shouldn't have there. Yeah, and um, having again having watched other episodes, I, I feel like they they've set this shot clock for themselves. Like every seven to ten minutes, he always does something innovative. And this one, it felt like there was so much plot and so much shit with Yuri and Penny that we didn't get as many MacGyverisms as we usually do. And at the end, we ran out of time, and he didn't do anything clever. And so, yeah, I'll give it a two as well. Um, the last category here is '80s cool factor on a scale of one to five. So as it compares with other '80s pop culture stuff. Jeez, I don't know if this is really my area of expertise cool <laughs> factor for 80s stuff yeah um i mean it has it all it's fun it's it's definitely quirky it's over the top the characters are ridiculous it's relatively innocent um <laughs> i'll give it three point yeah it's got the russian angle as the enemy <laughs> it's got everything um yeah haircuts too <laughs> yeah 3.5 okay Cool. You're taking this very seriously. I like it. Uh, Annie? Um, I mean, Penny's wardrobe was really 80s. Yeah. She had a couple couple of those boxy suits on. Yes. I liked that. Um, And I just, like, I know that there wasn't a reason for Yuri to be there, slash Biff. Um, I want (laughs) to honor his chosen name. Um, (laughs) There wasn't a real reason for him to be there, but I loved that he was there. Yeah. I found him a very attractive. And I also <laughs> felt like it was just a very eighties to have this like Russian, like almost like perfect strangers style interaction yeah. with yeah. American culture where right. it's like, he's quoting yeah, fish out know, of water. Yeah, exactly. It's he's quoting like movies that no one's seen in 20 years. Like I just, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and for Yuri, and only Yuri, I'm giving this a five out of five. What? That's five great. Out of five. Yes, that is I amazing. feel strongly about just it. the fact that you are attracted to him tells me so much more about you. I, I <laughs> listen. I love it. Uh, funny. There is a lot of I I uh, you know MacGyver wears his his dirty brown leather jacket the whole time. There's uh, straight out of central casting, weird looking bad guys. Um, uh, yeah, some synth music. I think it's pretty cool. I'll give it a four. Um, all right. There's a couple of bonus categories. These are just yes or no. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? I would say he does. Yes. Um, that's Penny Parker. So he gets an extra five points. Uh, the, the next question is, does that friend die? <laughs> um, Penny no. Parker does not die. So he does not lose points for that. Is he detained against his will? He's not, I don't think, right? The other two no, are. He's the outsider here. But I don't, I think he has to be imprisoned in order to get the point for this one. This is a Penny Parker. Penny Parker adopts the role of MacGyver, really. She's the central character. Kind of, yeah. In a way. And they're hoping hoping for MacGyver to help. He's kind of looking in on what would normally happen to him is happening to someone else. That's probably also why it feels a bit jolting. Yeah. And even Yuri, you know, he breaks him. It's like like helping out friends and just being like annoyed. I'm supposed to be on vacation. He even says that at one point. There are a couple of episodes that center around MacGyver's exasperation because he's just done something hard and now he's supposed to be on his vacation and he's having right. to help yeah. people. Yeah, but he can't take a vacation. We all, we all know he's not going on a vacation. No. He doesn't have a trip booked. Just, just no. like, yeah, just just like Western Union doesn't go on vacation. You need to send money, much <laughs> like MacGyver. Seven. He's there I've always said that, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> yeah. always have, yeah. Well, uh, that concludes It's Classified, sponsored by Western Union. Uh, it's time to reveal the results. Uh, out of a total possible 100 points, this episode receives 45.75 points, <laughs> making it the fourth worst episode of season two so far. <laughs> so so far of season two. Okay, yep, interesting. Yep. Um, so there's some other bad ones. What's the worst one? Worst or one? What, what has the worst rating? The worst rating so far is Eagles. Uh, the episode where he has to save some endangered eagles on a hilltop. He uses a lot of stock footage that is not MacGyver doing things. Yeah. Um, and the best one so far is Phoenix Under Siege. Can we talk briefly about the title of this one? Soft Touch, correct? Is can, it, was we that just, the name? can we just figure out between the three of us what I the fuck it means? I would love theories on why Soft yeah. Touch... Um, like, is it about the bomb? Like, you have to be, okay, I'm spitballing here. But, yeah. like, would it be like, hey, you got to be careful when, but then nothing's given. It's not like you need a soft touch to dismantle the bomb at the end. Is it, there's I, there's no reason for me. I feel like it was initially called soft touch. Then the script got rewritten so many times. Maybe. And the title stayed, but I have no idea. 
Yeah. Yeah. It should have been it should have been friends or helping friends or yeah. whatever, but it can't be soft touch. Okay, yes. Soft touch makes no sense. I I wondered if maybe it was a, about Penny Parker's approach um mm-hmm. to this situation, right? Because she is the one who is like really trying to get him to go help these strangers in a garage. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't quite make sense, but yeah, yeah. you could see like the the producers, the sort of old sexist producers being like, you know, sh- it's a, like a woman's touch is the phrase that it keeps coming to me. Like maybe the idea that like Penny Parker is there and she uses her f- woman's touch to like drag MacGyver into this thing. I don't know. Maybe. That's the only thing I can come up with. Penny Parker's soft touch to a situation saves the day. Because she also maybe. kind of is a bull in a china shop. She doesn't really have a soft touch. Yeah. She's like wrecks everything. She And yeah. uh, the the relationship between Yuri and Penny has a bit of a softness to it and kind of a sweetness. Um, so he maybe from the point of view of Yuri, she has a soft touch or she's his muse or v- vice versa. I think we're trying to solve a puzzle that can't be solved here. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> this is going to be a 45 minute Patreon episode. Where I we're just feel talking like about this. it's possible. I think it's possible that this was a, just a wrong title. Yeah. In fucking Amazon. Like, I think yeah. it, it's possible. This has nothing to do with this episode. At okay. All. Then let's title it. What, what would oh, you give this? All right. Oh, they like, I mean, they like sort of half puns and stuff yeah even soft voice would be better than soft touch you know yeah it's about the to siberia with love is what i would um <laughs> put forth because just to really confuse people into clear thinking that... bo- bond ripoff um yeah. i don't know no i think we failed explode exploding wheelchair question mark <laughs> might be a little too on the nose singing but, uh, telegram um, it's 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 a tough one to title for sure. Knock but. knock death. Two just two <laughs> yeah, creatives. I I just love that they connected because they both yeah. are just artists. Um, un- what was Yuri's art form? Poetry, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a poet. That didn't. She's his didn't muse. Really hit. <laughs> no, no, we didn't yeah. get. Um, well, all right. I I think we've covered everything, right? Anything else it's, to add? Thanks again, John, for doing this with us. No, thank you for having me. Oh my God. Fun. It's fun to just connect with human beings I and know. reconnect. That's yeah. really what we're doing this for. Um, that is it. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website at themacgyverpod.com and all our socials uh, and our Patreon. It's all at The MacGyver Pod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out for free on Pluto TV or watch on Paramount Plus, or you can buy them on Amazon Prime. Join us next week when we'll be breaking down season two, episode 14 birthday uh take care everybody and remember in the immortal words of our buddy mac friends are the adventures of life good night everybody